Hi guys. <laughs> Welcome back to today's podcast. Today our episode is going to be about uh, various situations in our lives where we kind of wish we had done something different because it would have been like really cool if we had done something different, you know? Yeah, things that would have made great stories. They make great stories now, honestly, and that's why we have an entire episode about it. Right. To start off, we'll start off with a, a really, really short one. Um, it's not as like... Anyways, so when I was in middle school, around the time that Twilight was super huge, actually specifically near the release of Eclipse, the movie, um, there was an event hosted here in St. Louis at Union Station. Um, they were having these all around the country, and there were various Twilight stars at each one. Now, because St. Louis is a pretty small city, we just got one of the members of the whole cherry. We didn't get, like, Edward Cullen, but, like, Seattle. Oh, so it was real actors from yeah, the movie. Yeah, real actors from the movie. Some places did have, like, Robert Pattinson, and some places had, like, you know, Taylor Lautner, but we had a random member from the Volturi, which he was still a cool guy. He really was. Um, so basically during this event, we got to go around. There was really cool vendors there. I got a henna tattoo that said Eclipse on it. Um, I remember distinctly, like, afterwards, I had an orthodontist appointment and the, and the henna was still there and all the nurses, like, all the ladies who were working on me were like, oh my god, that's so cute. Like, where'd you get oh it? God. And I was just like, it is the cute things you're noticing. Um, but so basically, during this event, at one point, the actors, um, and there was just one at ours, they went up and they were like, we're gonna pick people from the audience to answer trivia questions to win this actual Volturi robe, you know, from the set. Oh. Um, and so, me and that actor made dead eye contact. Like, looked each other in the eye, and he was ready to, like, point at me, but then he was told that they had already pre-picked the people who oh, were going to be in it. No. So if that hadn't been the case, I would have totally been up there, and I knew all the answers, too. Like, some of those people didn't even know the answers, and I, like, totally did. So I would have, a, like, a piece of Twilight merch right now. <laughs> wow. That reminds me of, do you remember at the anime convention we went to in St. Louis? Where you cosplayed as, what was her name from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Winry. Winry. And the voice actor for Edward Elric was there, and she stood up in the back of the crowd, and he just looks at her and says, Oh, hey, Winry. Yeah. That was such a beautiful it was moment. such a beautiful moment. I will, I will. Ha, it was a crowd of, like, hundreds of people. Yeah, we were just... just <laughs> yeah, because so we were sitting in line. Basically, this room was a room where he was doing... Uh, like a panel but then afterwards he was going to be doing autographs and it was in the same room in the back of the room was the line for the autographs and everyone was already sitting in line because you know you can enjoy the panel while sitting in line for the autographs right um so i was sitting in line and i got tired of sitting so i stood up and he like literally was talking to someone and just stopped mid-sentence to point at me and i was like yeah okay, everybody's nice. attention in that whole room went to no, you it's just like i threw that also i threw that cosplay together last minute that was literally like a black sports bra Teresa's cargo pants i was wearing a bandana that i had and like oh it was winners like it was fun wow um so i have a story i've told you this a hundred okay. times all right but so i whenever i lived in farmington i used to drive to st louis uh, a couple times a year maybe to get maybe clothes or food because there was a couple stores that sold exotic fruits and vegetables. On my way to the Global Foods Market at St. Kirkwood, I saw a store called Fresh Time. Mm -hmm. So I got what I needed at the Global Foods Market, so mm -hmm. I headed back and I parked next to, you know, one of the dozens of cars that were there. Yeah. I started to go into this Fresh Time store and the doors were jammed. Mm -hmm. And so I went to open them and I just open the doors or sliding doors but I guess maybe they weren't working that day. Mm -hmm. So I went in, 
and I started looking around, there's a bunch of other people there, and a manager approached me, and he was really nice, and he said, are you here for training? And it hit me. I realized that's why the doors didn't work, and that's why all those cars were there. They weren't actually open, they were just doing like a pre-opening training session for everybody, and my mind just went to, like it's, I split in half, like I had an angel on one shoulder, a devil on the other. My mind was telling me, say yes, say yes, you're here for training, you're going to need a free t-shirt, you're going to spend the whole day just screwing with these guys, and then you're just going to leave, you're just going to leave. <laughs> But I said, no, I just thought you guys were open, I'm really sorry, I'll just leave now, and I just felt really ashamed, but I regret it so much, and the funniest part about it is that I actually ended up working there True. this year, and I got my free t-shirt, that's all that matters. I'll just, okay, so going to the sliding door thing, anytime you mention that story, I just think of how, so we both worked at a grocery store, um, and she's also worked at other grocery stores, there are people who just don't understand that a sliding door means you're closed. And like, like oh, if, if it's like, if, if it's, it's not <laughs> opening, they just assume that if there's lights on inside, even if it's not, and I think you are fine, like, it's okay. It, <laughs> it was, was just like, but it was also, sets of doors. it was middle of the day, so that's like slightly different, but I'm talking about like either super early in the morning or super late at night when you're not open yet or you're closed already, and people are like trying to like open your doors and you're sitting in there and they're like trying to make eye contact with you and you're like, no. We're closed. Yeah, Get out of yeah, here. we're in there. We're like shaking our heads. We're like, no leave. We don't want you in here. Yeah, I was just walking. I'm about out. to like, clock out. Yeah, like bye. People so ashamed of myself. I was like that was such like a white person thing to do. It's just like Surprise, two open. sets of doors. That's what I'll never get over. I was like, how is that an indicator that they were not open? Is that you had to There were cars open. in the parking lot. I was yeah. like, it's it's open. There were people in there. I, I like looked in. I saw them. I was like, I'm gonna shop. It's a really it's a really amazing store. It's kind of like it really is. Uh, it's kind of like Whole Foods. It's oh nice. God. So what's your other story? Okay, so I have two other stories, but one of them slightly bigger than the other. So one of them, um, when I was in I guess early middle school or so, we went to go visit my aunt in Virginia. So we went and stayed with her for a while, we drove out there, and she lives really close to Washington, D.C. So we took a day, and we went to Washington, D.C., we got to go to the Mon like Washington Monument, we went to, you know, the cemetery, we went to the Korean Memorial, Abraham Lincoln, like, all these different places. And we also went to a couple of the museums. So we were at the Air and Space Museum at the Smithsonian, excuse me, and we were walking around enjoying ourselves, and they said, hey, we're closing soon, and they were closing early that day, and they're like, you gotta leave. And we're like, okay, time to leave. So we're all heading out the door. And the way that the doors worked is there was like four different doors there. And each door had like a rope. You know, one of those things you see at movie theaters where you can just like pull it and latch it to the next one. Oh, yeah. And it retracts. They had those. Um, and that's like, that's all that's separating you from each door. But it's just like for organization because it's a large In case of popular lines. museum. Yeah, for lines because people have to like. I don't remember. I was young, but this is the details I do remember. So as we're leaving, there are people coming in, and I'm like, they're closing. Why are these people coming in? And I look at this guy and I'm like, man, he looks awfully familiar. I was like, where have I seen him before? I get out of the museum and I realize it was Ben Stiller from Night at the Museum because they were going there to film Night at the Museum 2. We actually went to another, yeah, they were like closing it to film Night at the Museum 2. And I realized we had went to another museum earlier that day that also closed early. And I'm just assuming that they were there too. Like we didn't get to see him at all. But 
the real thing that like solidified it for us is later we were just walking around because we walked everywhere that day we did move our car once because parking is insane in dc um so we were like hot and sweaty at the end but there's like this large park that's kind of like behind the abraham lincoln so you can like see straight to the washington memorial um and we they had the entire thing like fenced off because they were filming a scene for the movie so we wow. just got to stand at the outside and watch ben stiller take like three like five or six takes where he just walked across that grass and the people in the background with like the kites had to like reset every time and like wow. you know and like one time the director's like we see you guys there, like, stop inching closer. <laughs> and my mom has this really nice picture of Ben Stiller kind of doing, like, the Bigfoot walk, where it's, like, he's like this. <laughs> like, wow. it's the stereotypical Bigfoot pose that you always see the pictures where he's, like... Yeah. But we got a picture of Ben Stiller in pretty nice... Mid-stride. In, in middle school quality, so, like, 720p. <laughs> like, not actually that great. Quality, right, right. But at the time, it was, like, That's valuable. high quality. That's worth money. <laughs> it was. That's gonna be worth money when all of the other Ben Stiller pictures are gone <laughs> from the face of the earth. When Ben Stiller ceases to exist, you will find this in my attic. <laughs> oh my god. That's that's insane, because I remember you telling me you saw Ben Stiller, but I didn't I realize like, it was in that museum. Yeah. Also, I thought, because the movie was set in New York, wasn't it? The first one. This was the sequel. This is the sequel where all of the all the museum props got shipped off to the Smithsonian, and he, like, followed them. Wow. And he was, like, or he got, like, they all went together, basically, and, like... I don't remember the exact... I, what was funny then was also, so we came to St. Louis to see the premiere of it, because we're like, we watched them film this, we're going to see the premiere of it. And ironically, so we're in St. Louis, which is over, a little over an hour away from our hometown. I ran into one of my closest friends at the theater, also going to see the movie at the same time, and we're just like, we didn't even plan this. What are the odds? What are the odds? Wow. What are the odds? Oh my god. Um, so my other story happened, it actually happened the day that we decided to do this podcast. Yeah. So I was so I was so excited to write down the story. Um I was on my way to and this isn't like incredible mm-hmm. or anything, but I was on my way to Emily's housewarming party. Mm-hmm. My friend Emily, she just got a new house. It's amazing. <laughs> and I stopped by I had such a hard time finding her a housewarming mm-hmm. present. You don't know what to get. You never know what somebody else is getting her. Um, she gave us salt shakers. They're these cute little puppies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I always want to get something perfect. So I went to a little flower shop. And it was kind of like a combo of a flower shop that just plants in general. Uh-huh. Super small. And it was like garage door style. She had a couple of them. And it was just her there by herself. And it looked like maybe it was a little like messy and tidy. Uh-huh. Uh, but I found the exact plant that I wanted and was looking for. And she helped me dress it up for Emily, really nice and beautiful, and I was just talking to her, and she's like, oh yeah, I I do own this by myself, it's just me, and I'm here every day, and I only close on January for the whole month, and I was like, oh my gosh, and then I just started thinking about how much I wanted to, like, help her, Yeah. I wanted to just say, like, straight up, this is, like, my dream job, I want to do this, I I will help you sweep, I will do anything, and then after I left, I I tipped her extra, because she helped me and everything. Mm. After I left, I was just going through my head of all of the possibilities it could have been. Like, we could have made that place. She had a backyard area, uh-huh. and it just had a couple of plants. I was like, we could have made that huge. We could throw tea parties. We could do, like, yoga sessions there. It's like, I could just see myself, like, sweeping up and getting more people to come in and yeah. buy. But I never, like took the chance to go back. I never took the chance you to, like, go talk to her. To go back. Exactly. And uh, on That's that day, cool. on the day we were originally planning to do this podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going there today. And I do have some plants that need to be 
Oh, is that why you wanted to take That's why I'm waiting. So I am going to go back there and I'm going to talk to her and I'm going to say, hey, you know, I need this plant repotted. I'm going to do little by little. I'll sweep the floor and help you organize and also pay you, but I just want to, like, work with you because she's such a nice lady Mm -hmm. and she's not, like, she's young and it seems like she has so many possibilities for her business to grow. But that was something that I just, like, felt like could turn into something beautiful and amazing. So... To extend the life of this podcast, there's another story I suggest we tell. Do you remember when we were going to see the puppies and we made up that story for the chair on the side of the road? Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a funny, what could have happened kind of story. So we were driving to meet uh, the litter of puppies that I'm going to be adopting from here in about three weeks, um, two weeks or so. And there was just this office chair on the side of the interstate not even on like the like it was on the middle side like it was in between in the, the middle lanes. of the interstate like yeah. you know it was literally and we're just like how did this chair get here well there so were some intact. office buildings like up off to the side uh-huh. in between like the interstate and some trees maybe but yeah. they were up high you could see them right and so we were just like how did this chair get here and we start like formulating the story and Haley noticed the office buildings and she was just like what did well, like, maybe some guy just didn't like the chair or something? That was one of our theories, and then our other was, like, what if him and his friends had this bet that they were, like, you, that he could make it to where it was? Yeah, he was, like, he was I'll like, bet lunch. He was, like, he's, like, make it, like, two or three lunches, and yeah. his friend's, like, you're never gonna make it, and he, like, chucks in and misses all of the cars and lands perfectly where it is, and he's, like, I'll have Panera, here's my order. Yeah, there's just one broken window in the office building, he just... <laughs> chucked it out and just perfectly all the way over That gentleman gets Panera for the next week. For the next week. Would have been a great story if it was actually a thing. I would just tell that story. I'd be like, hey guys, I threw this chair in an office window and it made it all the way over here. And they'd be like, really? And you're like, yes. I did. So I recently heard a story that I wasn't prepared for at all. Mm -hmm. Um, This friend of mine told me that during winter, Mm -hmm. he may or may not have found a way into Six Flags. Oh, is this a, you heard this recently? I heard this recently. You haven't told me this and yet. And so, it, there's a lot to it, but I'm just kind of going to shorten it up. They <laughs> found a way in there, uh-huh. and it was icy and snowy. Mm-hmm. But they managed to get on top of the highest roller coaster, the highest point of the roller coaster in the whole theme park. Yeah. And just, like, hung out there and chilled. I was like, I was like having a panic attack as he was telling me the story. I was like, no, I was like, you did not. And so he was explaining to me that they were getting down and he got down first and he was kind of off to the side. You know how Six Flags is, it's yeah. huge. He was kind of off to the side and he heard his friends coming down and he was loud. He was like, I didn't realize how loud it was until I got far away. And it was just echoing through the whole park. So he was screaming at them, telling them to quiet down. And as he was screaming, he all of a sudden started hearing music. And he turned and looked, and there was, like, a light on, I think, and a radio playing. And he just freaked out. He was like, you guys need to get down here. You know, something bad's going to happen. Hurry up. Uh, you know, I think someone's here. Uh, they got down. They investigated. It was fine. It was just a radio that would on. That me. That would yeah, I, they that's still the start, they stayed there. That's the start of a horror film. I know. That is the start thinking. of a horror so film. So they just stayed there, and they hung out. And you know that area where you can go in, and there's, like, the water ride, I think? Uh-huh. It was just all ice, so they just stayed there and played for a little bit longer and hung out. And I think something else scary happened, but oh. they just stayed and then oh. left whenever they felt like I was like, that was the craziest, most like anxiety-inducing story I've ever heard. <laughs> like, oh my I god, terrified! You know the 
also be like one of those things. It'd be a liminal space. It'd yeah. be a liminal space. And if you guys don't know what a liminal space is, basically, there's a couple different definitions. But it's a place that's usually an in-between zone. So, like, you know, for example, a waiting room in a hospital. That's not a place you stay very long because it's, like, the spot before the destination. So whenever you're in a liminal space, like a stairwell or an elevator for elongated periods of time, uh, they just feel, they just have a weird vibe about them. But the other one is, um, and the way that I always like to explain it is, like, a liminal space is a space that it, it feels different than it usually does. Because, like, for example, if you go to school during the summertime and it's completely empty, it, it just doesn't feel right because your brain always associates that with people being inside of it. So whenever it's empty like that, your brain is, like, trying to, like, fill in that blank, but it can't. Yeah, like, a, you know? a good example would be, like, an abandoned shopping mall. Oh, where usually it would be place. just, like, hundreds almost of people just, like in the halls. Right, yeah. so like imagining like a snowy empty Six Flags. That's a real, just, that's like, truly oh a horror story waiting to happen. It would be like also climbing the roller coaster, imagining, just imagine hearing that echoing. I like got goosebumps thinking about that. Like, I literally got a girl right now thinking about like just like a clanging sort of echo throughout an empty Plus it's Six Flags. Icy. Oh my god, yeah. That is a story. Yeah. Oh my god. That was extreme. So, my final story, though, about a what-if is actually not about myself, it's about my father. Um, I've told it to a couple people because my dad, he, he, he doesn't think anything of this story, but to me, it's just always bugged me ever since he told me. So my dad is the youngest of eight kids. Whenever he was born, the oldest sibling was actually, like, moving out. So by the time he got to high school, a lot of the siblings were kind of already gone. Um, he actually had two siblings above him who, uh, so there was technically ten. Um, but two of them passed away at a really young age, and I always wonder if they, any of them had ever, like, lived, if he would have even been born. You know? Like, if... Oh, I get what you mean. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, he's the youngest, so he... <laughs> Side note, he had, like, this emo phase as a kid, which I think I'd love to talk about later, because he was just an emo child. But, oh. to be fair, his dad passed away when he was, like, in late oh. middle school, early high school, so... But his dad's, like, 70. He had a heart check. Anyways, that's not the story. So, he played video games, not like super lot, because they were just an average, like, I would say lower middle class family because, like, his dad built their house. Like, you know, it was like yeah. that kind of stuff. But he just has always had a knack for video games. Even now, like, Tetris, like, uh, Dr. Mario, Pac-Man, he loves Guitar Hero, like, those types of games. Mario, that's like his jam, you know? Yeah. He doesn't actually actively seek them out, but anytime we're playing it, he like, he's there, you know? Yeah. And he's like a pro at them, like, he's just really good. So apparently, there was this Pac-Man competition at Six Flags here in St. Louis, and he was in it. And he was like, you know, he was competing, he was in the final round, but him and his friend just went off and hung out, because to, to him, this wasn't a big deal. It was just like, he was here for fun, he was here to hang out at Six Flags. Just kick it friend, Right, so him and his friend are going around riding rides Six Flags, and he missed the opportunity to compete in the final round. And he's like, I saw the competition, he's like, I would have won. Like, hands down, I would have won, and I would have whatever. I'm just like... How would our lives, like, I don't know what that money would have been. I don't think he would have been, like, famous or anything, because no one knows anything. How, but how, like, on a small margin. Right. Different like, what kind of butterfly would effect would that have caused if he had, like, actually... You probably have a Pac-Man machine at your house. Right. That's that would it. be, like, the difference. And he would be, like, he would have his own Pac-Man machine. Like, that was his prize. It was, like, he and, got yeah. a Pac-Man And that would be, machine. like, the, the conversation he starts with every new person he right. meets. He's, He's like... like Instead this of, is my new Pac-Man. This is my Pac-Man machine. It's uh, mine. I want it. Yes. If you look on the high scores, it's literally all my initials and then my daughter's at the bottom. Because <laughs> she's not good. She's a... She's a P. 
puny. That's what your dad be. Or like it could have gone in a completely really intense direction and your dad becomes a super competitive Pac-Man player and he, his name is in the Guinness he of has, World like, of World Records. He has like a gaming glove. Like for yeah. when he's playing Pac-Man. He's never watched it because superstition. Like it smells like the devil. <laughs> he gets invited to challenges all over the world. He yeah. just slays. He just completely abandons his family life for Pac-Man. <laughs> Like, the argument goes, if you love Pac-Man so much, why don't you have him do the dishes? <laughs> and, like, and he just divorces your mom for Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac he puts the big Pac-Man machine in the back of his truck and just drives away and he's, he's crying. Like, I'm never coming back. And the radio is Pac just like, Pac-Man never Pac abandoned me music. like this. Pac-Man Pac never, never treated, treated me like this. <laughs> 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 Pac-Man, what do you think? It's <laughs> like such a sad story. <laughs> scenarios of where you could have taken it one step further, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, in some situations, if you took it one step further, it seems like it would end really badly or or in, like, yeah. painful right. ways. Were there any times like that, like, during your guys' road trip of, like, I don't know, decisions that you had to make because, like... We're just out and about. I don't know. I mean, some of the decisions we had to make were just, like, had to be immediate because we had to be places, you know, the next day or the next morning. But yeah. none of them were, you know, in that sort of way. Gotcha. Uh, but that makes me think of, when you say taking it one step further, I think mm -hmm. of the Six Flags story. Like, if they had maybe stayed out there a little bit longer, or if they maybe didn't hear that radio and didn't get down from the coaster, like, maybe something bad could have happened, you know? Who knows, like, I remember one time as a kid, we were playing on a pond that had frozen over. And the ice was really thick. Mm -hmm. But who knows? And I didn't think about it until I got home and I was laying in bed. I was like, if we had stayed out there maybe a little bit longer or done something a little bit differently, we could have, one of us could have maybe even died. Mm -hmm. You know, it could have been, it could have gone really badly. But no, it's just a funny story of how we went out there and made snow angels on a pond. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm trying to think. I didn't do too much as a kid, because, like, we didn't really have the land to do stuff as a kid, yeah, you true. know? But, I don't know. Well, here's a kind of random story. So, I was at my grandpa's house one time, and he lives out kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I just remember I got bored with the conversation, so I went outside, and because it's the middle of nowhere, you just kind of can go outside. You know, yeah. there's no one around. They don't really care. There was this feral cat who was hanging out around there, and I have always been an avid animal lover. I, as a child, really firmly believed, and I still fairly firmly believe, that um, all animals are great. All animals are friendly. You just gotta approach them with the right mindset. You gotta realize that sometimes they're scared, and you just gotta respect that. So this cat was, like, hanging out, and I was just like cat like zoomed in on the cat I was like ready I was like I'm gonna pet this cat and so I just like went and sat by it it was hissing at me and I just kind of kept oh, my hand no. out he eventually came over and stuck my hand and I pet him and it was great like it was a perfectly fine story nothing oh. bad happened but like it could have yeah I was it's a just a crazy wild feral cat yeah if I was a stupid kid and I was like cat Grab, and just like yeah. grabbed it he would have eaten my hand. Like, I, yeah. no, sh no fear would have eaten my hand because what does my hand mean to him? You know? Yeah. I was a stupid kid one time. <laughs> uh, and this is, this is branching off of your, I got bored with the conversation and just left. Because when you're a kid and you live somewhere where there is a lot of area and land and nobody cares if you just walk out of the house, 
it's okay. Right. And you don't think twice about it. Pie. Um, I had never been to this person's house before. Mm -hmm. um, but he lived just down the street from me. Mm -hmm. So I at least knew a little bit. My grandpa was there talking to them. And I remember I was really little. This lady had... I remember she had little cat statues in her house. But anyway, I just walked outside and I started walking around her yard, just exploring her yard. Mm -hmm. I wish that was okay to do now. <laughs> but anyway, I was just exploring her yard and I saw this little water area mm -hmm. and I thought, water? I want to play in this. I really want to play in this water. And I remember I had white socks on and I got in the water and it smelled really bad. Yeah. It was poo water. Because we lived in a place where if you, I, I don't know what the deal is, but your poo water just goes in your backyard. It was the same way with my neighbor, my uncle, and my grandpa had like built a whole lagoon, but that's just how it was and I didn't think about it and so I just got out slowly and I went back into the house and my socks were now black. And I went in there, and I just sat down, and I don't remember what happened afterwards, but I assume they all knew. <laughs> and my grandpa probably was like, it's time to go. <laughs> okay, bye. That's, okay. Curiosity got the best of me. Branching off the poo water story, this doesn't have anything to do with missed opportunities or anything. <laughs> this is just funny. So my dad as a kid, going back to that, um, they used to have a like a creek that ran through the backyard. I used the word creek very loosely. It was a very small brook. It was a brook. Yeah. Um, and so their toilet would exit out into this brook. And what my dad said is they used to have a thing called poo races. And basically, <laughs> that was where you went to the bathroom and you flushed and you sprinted to try to beat the poop <laughs> to where it came out. Because you could see it come out of the thing. Oh, no, that's so nasty. <laughs> As a kid. If you knew your poop came out of a pot that you could see it, you'd be like, let's run, let's sprint. And so see how you do you race? You beat it? You gotta beat your own poop. So wow. that's it. So like, you would flush and you sprint outside to try to beat the poop to where it'd come out of the pipe. Interesting. When you're a kid and there's no cell phones and there's no... Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just make a game. That's yeah, the game. It's a game. Wow, that's 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 a funny one. Honestly, okay, just off of games, dude. What were your like most memorable like childhood like go-to games? Like games you made up, games you like, whatever. We spent a lot of time outside mm -hmm. because my yeah. grandpa had 130 acres. We were outside all the time, and my cousins had land. So mm -hmm. most of the time, uh, from what I remember, we were playing Avatar: The Last Airbender. And we would always, it was me and my sister and whichever cousins we had with us. And we took our elements, which we all had assigned once. Every time we played, it was the same one. And we just went crazy with it. You know, we built forts out of trees. We acted like we could control water. We led each other through adventuring. We, mm -hmm. acted, we acted like we had never been to this planet before. Right. And we just went, to, we were on a whole nother level. And it was, it was beautiful sometimes, especially when you're out there. In nature, mm -hmm. as a kid, in your imagination, it's just that big. It's so, yeah. So I was gonna say something from like when I was really little, but honestly, like one of my most memorable like imagination ones was I was at my friend's house, and they owned this rather large uh, lake estates. It's very woodsy, but people can buy property and have lakeside property at these multiple lakes. So I was at her house, and like one of my most memorable things was like we played wolves in the forest, and we were in like we were in mid middle school at this point, you know, yeah. but like. 
if you really just let yourself over to that imaginative mindset, like, it's, you are in another world for a little bit there, you know, you just, you just gotta, if, if any of you listening are, like, young kids still, and you're, like, before 13, or if you are 13, like, there's no shame in that. It is fun, it is something I miss doing, like, I would love to go into the woods with you and just play wolves one day, like, let's, let's do it, let's just embrace go. it. You know, we don't do it anymore as adults, and, like, it's really... Imagination it's really sad is so, to think about. Yeah, because, like, that was, like, you just kind of get deep in this mindset of, like, we're wolves and we're hunting and we're somewhere else and we're having a good time and, like, Adventure. You know, yeah, yeah. Everything. You really do just, like, there's nothing, it's so, like, wholesome and, and like... And carefree. And, like... Honestly. It en- encourages creativity, like, it's so cool, you yeah. know? Yeah. But my lame story I was going to tell from my childhood is I distinctly remember, like, when I was in preschool, we had a se- we had a special sandcastle recipe. So we had a sandbox in um, this preschool, and we had to add, like, four pieces of mulch, two pieces of grass, and some, like, if we could find it, water. <laughs> <laughs> like, wherever it was from, water. What? Because that makes the sand wet, and then you could, like, it held shape But better. the grass? Just, just, that was our that recipe. Was special that ingredient. was the special recipe. Um, and we would always play, we called it 100 Horses, where literally we'd go on the fence and be like, alright, Ruby, let's go, and then we'd like, do the horsey motion as you sprint around the place, and then you put Ruby up, and you're like, alright, Casper, and you're like making names up at the top of your head, and you're just running around run, riding your one of 100 horses. Like, wow. That was it. That's beautiful. I had a fr- my friend, who was like my best friend back then, she had like four horses, so that's really where my horse childhood oh, came from, was like yeah. having a friend who actually had horses, and, and getting to go occasionally... Spirit Stallion of the Simmer. Best movie ever. Such a good movie. Like, when you mentioned the sand thing, I I just had a faint memory, and we can probably do another podcast on just childhood stories. Yes, I'd be interested should, to do that. Should. But your sandbox story reminded me of a time where my cousin Devin, who was one of my neighbors, mm-hmm. had a sandbox attached to a whole, like, play place. Yeah. And... For some reason, I don't remember exactly what happened, but we were eating Doritos, mm-hmm. and then sand happened. It just so happened. we just ate sandy Doritos. It was <laughs> because when your food gets ruined and you're a kid, the food is just ruined food. You're still gonna eat it. Yeah. And um. Unless it's like muddy or like. Have you ever had sand in your teeth? Have you ever eaten sand? Not on purpose. I want you to know it sucks. It really sucks because you can feel every single grain oh my God. crunching. Okay, I've kind of crunched. Sand not before. worth not it. Like, oh no, not even a little. It bit wasn't worth it. it. <sighs> the know. Doritos were okay, but just so you know, the Doritos were fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's definitely a, something I think we should revisit. Is we'll do another episode where we talk about like childhood memories. And yeah, stuff. I really want to. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is a really fun one. This was fun. It was, I do, it was good for me to, like, remember some of those situations. I've only had, like, a couple where it's, like, what if, you know? Yeah. And you really shouldn't linger on them for too long, but it's always, sometimes it's fun to entertain. The yeah, idea and it's of, like, always interesting to hear other people's stories. Yeah, you're just like, oh, wow, that's so cool that you almost got to do that, even though you didn't, it's fine. Yeah. So, on the next episode of Thought Orders, maybe we can talk yeah. about childhood stories. But thank you so much, guys, for listening today. If you like us, please make sure to like the video, check out our Facebook, subscribe on whatever platform you're on. It would really mean a lot to us. So YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, any of those. Yeah. Uh, we really want to hear your feedback because that's it's fun. It's more fun to have interactive stuff. So. Yeah, we're even on Instagram and SoundCloud if you're a SoundCloud kind of person. Yeah. But we will 
see you guys in the next episode. Thanks again. You guys have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.